What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. It is Thursday. It's May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo if you're celebrating today. Go have a good one. But while you're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, maybe listen to this podcast as well. Find out about one hell of a band that you might get to like, especially if you like metalcore. Yeah. So before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors first, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, we are getting closer to summer or if you're like me, you know, festival season. And I want to go into as many shows as possible. Hit those mosh pits as hard as possible because, you know, I can't stop it. I'm like, you know, I'm like a little kid on Christmas whenever I see a mosh pit. I'm like ready to run downstairs, run right into it and be like, let's have some fun, everybody. So in order to make sure I can do that, you know, I have to hit the gym as much as possible and do all the athletic shit that I can do, you know, as much cardio to make sure that I'm not, you know, dying in those pits. As much weight lift as a lot so they make sure, you know, like I'm not, you know, physically dying in those pits. So what am I going to do with that with Phoenix Fitness? Well, they're going to help me prepare and recover right from those workouts and make sure I can do that stuff and achieve those fitness goals the different stuff such as different pre-workouts to help you know get amped up for those workouts and get your muscles ready to attack that workout as best possible then to recover they have different pieces of the recovery compounds to help you you know get you know the the uh the nutrients into your muscles after for recovery you know different b uh different creatines to help you know build muscle different protein buns help you build muscle ampm blends or if your workout buns collagen blends vegan or plant-based you know blends for protein different muscles anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals phoenix fitness will help you out with that so i always get 15 percent off use the code msotd at fxfit.com link and promo code description of the podcast our second sponsor is custom debuts i still need to get a poster up for that blank wall that's right behind me as i've got you know i've got dave ramon over there i've got nice 10 kills one rise against one right here falling in reverse another rise against one right there you know i kind of want a cool one that's let's just say a custom one all for myself let's go with rise against you guys know i love rise against so here's what custody views will do. So I go to custodyviews.com and I put in, let's say, the name of the band, Rise Against. And I can either put in an album or a song. Let's say I put in Appeal the Reason as the album or for the song option, say I put in Savior. And what they'll do is they'll create a custom poster for me based off of the song, based off the lyrics, based off the album artwork, based off the tracks, whatever it might be. And within 48 hours, they'll send me a proof of that. And say I don't like it, I can say, hey guys, this is the change I want. And they will change it up for me to make sure I get the custom poster that I want. And when I'm good with it, they will send their sense to me on a canvas print, which is really cool. Normal post paper or an aluminum freaking size would be the coolest, coolest person, you know, in the office, in the garage, in your dorm room, in your house. You can make your brother jealous. You can make your dad jealous. You can make your mom jealous because you get the coolest poster out there. You can have your girlfriend or boyfriend or other significant other be like, oh my God, where'd you get to be like, custom debuts, baby. So our listeners get 10% of the code CPP10 at Custody website link description of the podcast. Now on our future presentations, this band on the podcast is called Ire. And they reached out to me and I'm like, I totally kind of put in the back burner because I was going to a lot of live shows. I was feeling sick. And then all of a sudden I checked. I'm like, what took me so long? This is incredible. So we have the whole entire band. And we talk about, you know, them really starting and having, you know, most of the time that they've been a band as a part of the pandemic. So what it took for them to get to the point they are now where people are getting to know their name, recognize their name, getting all the streams on their songs, all this good kind of stuff, how they did that, the importance of social media and digital marketing for them. And then we also go into some other fun stuff like their live shows, how they played a live show without a drummer and how it was one of their best shows possible and how Brandon ended up crying at a live show to Nickelback. Yep, that's all in this podcast. So are you guys ready for one hell of a good podcast? I am. Let's go! Yeah. Well, well.
well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, you know I love me some good, good metalcore. And when these guys reach out to me and they're like, hey, you know, check us out. Maybe we can do a podcast. So maybe it took me a little bit longer to check them out because of some shit that was going on. But when I checked them, I'm like, oh, my God, why did it take so long? So <laughs> they have an EP out right now called Poison Dreams. They released five singles throughout 2020, 2021. It's compiled into that. And I definitely suggest that you take a listen to it because god damn so here let's talk all about their music let's talk about the music of the band ire with members ari and joe and brandon will probably be joining us later on as well but ari joe welcome to core progression podcast what's hey, going thanks, on man, man. What's up? thanks for uh, having us thanks for being on guys and joe thank you for sending me your band's shit because after i listened again i was just like why the hell did i wait so long to listen to this <laughs> i need to get these guys on no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I can't even remember how it popped up on my feed, but I remember seeing it. I saw you, and it was like Rock and Metal Podcast, and I was like, I sent it to the guys. I was like, you want to do this? They're like, yeah, 100%. So I shot you the message, and then finally found some time to work it out, so this is great. Yeah, unfortunately for me, it was like when you sent me messages, message, like, it got lost and shuffled some things. I was just constantly like doing so many other podcasts, going to shows, mm-hmm. and then I got sick, and I'm just like, I couldn't deal with anything. I'm like, <laughs> okay, finally I need to listen to this. I listened to this, and I just literally felt like crap, so I'm just like, I let this sit on the shelf. <laughs> How long? <laughs> why? Just, just why? <laughs> Dude, we totally get that. Now. Yeah, the grind has been unreal. I, you know, with all of us, like the past mm-hmm. few months. So we've been like, you know, super behind on a lot of things and a lot of stuff that we've been trying to get done. So we totally understand that too. You know, yeah. especially with shows coming back, like that. Yeah. That's all. I know you mentioned that, like, like going to shows and having them come back. It's awesome. So, but say so far like what's i mean you know it's 2022 you know shows have been pretty much like you know in full force since i think like fall 2021 i mean that's when it was in full force for me once again it felt like every single weekend i was going to a show still feels like that i mean like one or two a weekend no no problem whatsoever but on your guys end especially you know being musicians yourselves what's it been like you know getting back into the live music scene getting back into that especially when the majority of the band's history has been throughout the pandemic it was super it was super weird because you know so like a lot of like when you start like i feel like other bands you'd like start like one of the first things you you write songs and you go out and play shows we didn't get the chance to do that so like we hunkered down wrote released on spotify we're just posting on on like instagram facebook twitter tiktok whatever just like trying to like we reached out and like created like pretty cool like internet fan base and like internet community but like now now that shows are back, we're tr- like starting to get some like footing and like creating kind of like a Pittsburgh local scene fan base, which has like been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was super weird. Um, I remember going back to it and when we when we first started and we were releasing Red Ink, it was right before the pandemic actually started. Mm-hmm. Like we were released that Valentine's Day in February um, 2020. And we're gearing up and we're like booking our recording sessions with Atrium um, out in, uh, they were at York at the time, um, and just seeing them get canceled and pushed back and pushed back because everywhere's closed. I I was reaching out to a couple of bands that I knew through some forum groups that were coming through Pittsburgh. We're trying to hop on tours. We're like, okay, we have these songs. They're not actually released yet, but we can play these shows and, you know, we have one out and start, you know, getting our name out there. 
Um, you know, maybe if we don't even have a full half hour set list, we'll play a cover or two, you know, and then just pad it with the rest of our songs. Canceled, canceled, canceled. They're like moving them like months, two months at a time because people don't know what's going on, you know, and then all of a sudden, like the first four months that they say like turns into all of 2020 and then all of 2021. And then we were finally get, able to get back into the studio. When was it? Um, I think it wasn't until July of 2020 um, to record. Yeah, first, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, you know, we were supposed to go in March of 2020 and we couldn't even record our the next material until July. So that just set us back so far, but, um i mean it, it was it was a cool ride because at the same time we released our first song red ink and out of nowhere like within the first two months it got eighty thousand streams on on um on spotify and we're like where did that come from yeah. like how, how did that just like take off we didn't land on any editorials or anything like how so we were like we need to like start gearing up and releasing music <laughs> um so like joe said we just doubled down on on the on the internet community and just started to go from there. Well, kind of taking a look back at that time as well, especially during the pandemic and with you guys being the size band that you were, you know, with the amount of music that you released up to that point, especially, you know, your first song coming out on Valentine's day, literally a month before the, the world entirely shuts down. Everything goes haywire. The focus that you guys put online and building that online community and building your social media game, that would have been the way to go because how else are you going to get your music out to people? How are you going to communicate with people if you couldn't play live shows, if you couldn't really talk to them in person, you couldn't present that to them in person. The only way to do that would have been in an online setting and the bands that did that during that time and the people that did that, you know, the, any musician, anybody in music that did do something like that really focused in on the online stuff during the pandemic. You're seeing it pay off exponentially, you know, now that live shows are coming back and I'm seeing bands that really were not big at all at the beginning of 2020, really rise up and really create something large for themselves because of their online presence. Even some bands that had been growing, but what they did online during the pandemic really shot them up. I mean, trying to think a couple of, for Mashes and News is a great example because mm -hmm. they were start, they were gaining some prominence. Seeing what they did during the pandemic, the covers, the new album, just all the content they put out on social media. I mean, they just finished up on their own headlining tour and I spent two right. nights at, like seeing that tour and it was fucking awesome. Everyone knew pretty much every single song and just seeing that build up from there. That's an example. So during that time, what were you guys doing online to really build up, you know, the online community around you guys, the following around you guys and the notoriety around you? So, you know, within those first couple of weeks, that first song had over 80,000 streams on it. So I, at least I think so. I mean, like all of the songs that we put onto Poison Dreams all have a flavor of kind of what we were all kind of going through during the pandemic, you know, just what was going on in our lives at the times. So like, I mean, we, I mean, yes, yeah, so like Red Ink kind of took off on its own a little bit because I mean, I think it was like, we all, we, we dumped everything into that song. We, we recorded like all the guitars and bass for that ourselves, like in Ari's like parents' bedroom like just take after take like blood sweat and tears so like that i think that that hard work shows for that like that success but then everything else i think it was just you know we really poured a lot of time into writing the songs that we put on the poison dreams and i think it was at a time when people was like were ready to hear some ready to hear that music um and we kind of staggered our releases and as it as it went like we just kind of 
kept showing it to new people and kept getting like good positive feedback and we're like man like this is like i was like all of it like it felt fake almost to a point where i was like oh this is like uh, people are listening to this like whoa (laughs) yeah it was it was unreal um and like going back to your question too about like the online presence i think and i wish he was here because i mean brandon was has always been the real big push for the online presence because he's a digital marketing major, you know, for his career. So that was always been a big staple for us. I mean, thankfully all of us play like a very important role in our band. And it's kind of like a reason that we haven't needed management or uh, a management company or a label and still, you know, manage to pull streams and shows and things like that, because, you know, on every front, we almost got someone to take care of stuff in house. Um, You know, Joe and I are both, you know, engineers by trade, you know, we, we do, we're engineers for a profession and Brandon has marketing covered. Um, I started picking up audio engineering right around 2020. um, When, you know, when COVID hit. And so, you know, all of that combined, we have from conception to release, you know, and carrying it forward, we have someone to carry this project forward every step of the way. And I think that's what's been super important and and really pushing us forward. Even just to jump onto that as well, one thing I've seen, especially from a lot of the bands I've talked to, many of them are independent artists as well, because even as the podcast grows, you know, I'm starting to get bigger and bigger artists on the podcast. I still love talk to the, like, you know, the upcoming artists, the independent ones, because Mm -hmm that's where you get to know like these artists that's like you know give five six years all of a sudden you're going to be looking at these artists like man I, these artists are fantastic i can't believe you know they're headlining thousand cap two thousand cap rooms because of their sound it's like i want to get to know them right away and then just kind of keep help you know build that up on top as well and through those conversations i've heard many bands you know especially bands that are growing independently it's they everyone has somebody in that band to do something and has an expertise, whether it's a social media expertise, whether it's that digital marketing stuff, anything with engineering. Maybe it's just the fact that they're the best, you know, for negotiating different deals, not with, you know, record companies, but, you know, we have to go and record here. We have to go and get this. We have to go and get that. Maybe someone just has that business savviness behind them or just different connections in order to make that work. And I've been seeing some of those independent bands really start to shine through and all of a sudden it's like you know they're opening on these masters like even one of them was a band called king collapse they open on the from ashes to new tour mm-hmm. and they're gonna be going out with attack attack and red jumpsuit apparatus in, in the summer awesome. it's just like yeah. holy shit you know so seeing that independent side from you guys is something that i'm a big fan of because it shows that you guys are you know knowing that this thing called ire this band is also a business you're in the music business so you're showing that business side of things where, you know, you guys are, as the engineer, are you working at, you know, the audio engineering side? Then you got brand digital marketing side as well. You all have different roles to play and you're all executing on those roles to the point where, I mean, when I was taking a look at the stream counts, it was like, you know, you had a couple of songs that were easily over 100,000 streams. And for a band that has one EP out and, you know, isn't, you know, all too, you know, known in the scene, especially based on the fact that you guys haven't played that many live shows because of the pandemic. That just shows a lot of the quality that you guys have put not only in your music, but into the, you know, release and the marketing of it. So people get to know who the band is and people are, you know, compelled to hit that play button on whatever streaming service they have 
and listen to it and then listen to it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, um, yeah, it's definitely been a, a wild ride for sure. And, uh, you know, one thing that like stuck to me whenever we were in, um, like the COVID phase and we were just starting out and I was talking to, um, a buddy of mine, um, who's, who's a pretty big producer in the scene. Um, he was saying the one thing that you can't underestimate now is when you're releasing music, the people that you used to look up to are now your competition. If you're not producing music at the quality and tenacity as the people you look up to, you're because you're fighting for those playlist spots on Spotify. You're fighting for people's attention. You're fighting for the same minutes a day that people listen to music. If your quality is not up at that level and you're not ready to fight at that level, then you know you might as well hang it up. Whether it's whether it's like per, like recording and producing wise, mm-hmm. whether it's like you know like our marketing focus, or whether it's like you know, our like practice and performance, like we're also, we're, you know, not fighting other bands, but we're like, we're all shooting for the same opening band spots. So like, right. you know, everything that we do has like a, uh, to a fault, like a perfection focus. And it's like, it drives us nuts at times, but it's yeah. like, we got like, we're, we're here to do this for real. So like, we gotta, we gotta do it right when it's time to do it. Right. And, you know, and, and the, the thing with independent artists, too, is, like, we don't have the budget that label artists do. Like, we can't just go in and crank a $30,000 music video and put it up on Sumerian and get a million streams the next day. You know, like, we're lucky if we could even afford a $600 music video. But, like, how we spend that money has to be super effective. Like, how we choose to spend our time has to be super effective. And, like, everything we do it has to be super calculated. Um you know, and we like we discuss everything thoroughly in our group chat. I mean, there's easily a hundred to two hundred text messages a day just discussing for hours. Um, you know, yeah, per everything. hour, everything. Just <laughs> discussing everything uh, alongside you know us just being friends and you know BSing, but like you know, just business side of things, it, everything is like thoroughly discussed all the time. I think that's also part of why it makes it work, though, is because we've been friends for. A I don't know. Time. A long time. Like, I, br- I met Brandon when I was five. Yeah. Like, I That's met Ari not too long after, and we've been playing music together, not as Iyer, but we've been playing music together since we were, like, like 10 or 12. Like, as soon as I learned how to play a guitar, we were all playing music together, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that's also part of why it works for us, because we, like, we're really say we do have like we all have like our independent like you know ideas and creativity input but like we are do have like a single like we are pretty like single goal focused on it which Mm -hmm. is cool i think the biggest thing that stood out to me throughout that whole entire thing was ari what you said right away about that idea of you have to be producing music you have to be producing the quality of, you know, the people that you looked up to, the bands that you looked up to, the bands that you're inspired by, because, I mean, in a business sense, when it comes to, you know, competing for those spots and those playlists, competing for views, it, it is a competition at that point, and you have to find a way to stand out. And as an independent artist, it, I mean, it comes from a business sense, it comes from an economic sense. You mm-hmm. have to use the money that you have and the budget that you have, and you have to make sure that it is working the most that it can for you at any given aspect. And even like from the from my standpoint, I can totally understand that just because, I mean, I'm the only one that, for my podcast, I'm the only one that does any of this shit. 
So whenever it comes mm-hmm. to money, it's got coming out of my money. It's coming out of my time, my effort. It's all on me, but I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love it. And now I have to hit the admit button because it looks like Brandon <laughs> is finally joining. There he is. Hey, Yo. Brandon, can you hear us? What's up, guys? <laughs> well, sir, first off, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. And second off, I heard the reason you were late was because you were at puppy class. I was in puppy class, man. <laughs> what were you doing in puppy class? Teaching your dog it's ABCs or it's woofs, arfs, and it's arfs. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, yeah. I mean, just uh, um, just heal all the come, stay, sit, all that fun stuff. All the simple commands. So, you know, when you take your dog out for a walk or you just say, you know, dogs are going crazy. It's like, you know, you can control it and not have it, you know, go off on a crazy tangent and potentially, exactly. try, you know, bite some kid. And then you got a lawsuit on your hands. That's right. Did, you, they no teach you, did they teach you how to behave? <laughs> that probably would have been uh, beneficial. <laughs> well, shit. Been well, in the best interest. <laughs> oh, I'd have been hysterical, but well, Brandon, first off, welcome to Core Progression Podcast, and now I'm direct this to you because it flows in the conversation that we were having. So, of course, during the pandemic, you know, to stand out in any way possible and to get, you know, the fact, get those streams and get the people to know about IR, get to know about the band, it's had to take a lot of, you know, from the digital side of things, you know, a lot of different things online, social media marketing, digital marketing type things. And from what the guys told me, for your day job, you're also a digital marketer, so I yeah. got to ask... <laughs> During the pandemic, what specific things were you doing online in order to make sure that people knew who I was to get that attention, to get those people to hit the play button on Spotify, on Apple Music, go to YouTube, hit the play button, or, you know, go to iTunes and, you know, ooh, I like this track. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, well, um, one of the biggest things for us wasn't even my efforts. I mean, it was it was getting on some of Spotify's curated playlists. I mean, Reflections hit new metal tracks which is now all new metal and then it hit new core and new blood like we got on three major spotify playlists and so that was really what poured in a ton of listenership and same with same with smile that one got put on um, spotify decided to put that one on new blood as kind of like a test run before reflections came out so that was really where a lot of it came from but we we did a lot of word of mouth stuff um we did some Instagram ads. We did some Facebook ads uh, for streams and uh, for for engagement, which is page likes and things like that. So that's been really successful for us. I mean, the Facebook ad that we're we're running now has been going really well. Um, we're scaling back a little bit now because we need to spend. We have other things to spend money on. Um, but uh, yeah, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, getting on those playlists was huge. Ari actually helped us out with some. Uh, some uh like non-curated playlists like some some individuals playlists so we got on some of those for some of the earlier songs like red ink that really helped us out paris green there's one that's still banging for us uh that gets us i don't know how many are you like 100 200 a day something like that yeah crazy but it's it's consistent yeah nothing crazy but i mean granted paris green has been out almost you know in september it'll be two years um that's that's crazy yeah also um this isn't digital but it is marketing we also got these bad boys made up (laughs) um they're reflections cards with a qr code it's just our logo on the back but it's got our our website and a link right to spotify and so we've been putting these up on bulletin boards passing them out throwing them out at shows things like that so so that i don't know how much it's helped but it looks cool 
And it's fun <laughs> to just hand people it, like, hey, check out my band. Honestly, coming from like the business card side of things, like you just showed me, it's of course it's a dying art just because everything's online. But the fact that you have the QR code on there, I mean, that makes total sense. I've thought about doing that yeah. myself. It's like go to some festivals. It's like, oh hey, you know, maybe check this out. Oh, instead of looking up, oh here's the, like a car, here's a car with a QR code on it. Just scan it, and all of a sudden it'll go to the link tree, and you can literally select everything. Should I gotta do that before I go to Rockville this year? But yeah, well next next <laughs> big metal show we go to, we're gonna make it rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Shoot! What? Well, what would be the next? What would be the next big metal show around you guys coming around? As I lay dying, probably. Yeah, there's a there's a lot coming up. Palaka, Nice Night Kills, and so yeah, yeah. Oh, the, one of the ones I'm most excited for is in August uh, with uh, Mudvayne. They're opening for Rob Zombie, and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a really cool one. Oh yeah. I forgot about that because I, I, I'm actually getting to see that here in Milwaukee. But what happens with that is like it's Mudvayne's coming here as like a, I think it's a warm up for their set at Rockfest, like the next okay. weekend, like that following weekend. So it's Mudvayne and Star Set. Oh, nice. I thought I'm just like <laughs> they couldn't be more different, but that's cool. <laughs> I know. I saw I'm just like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm in. Like, it's gonna be. Yeah. I look at the t- ticket. I'm like, that's expensive as shit. Okay, fuck, but I just got to start doing the business card thing, do the QR code, because I go to so yeah, many definitely. shows and so many different metal shows. It's like, oh, hey, you know about this? Instead of having to, like, pull out my phone, all you know, here, take the card, put it in your pocket. You'll see it later. And it's like, oh, you'll remember it later on. Shoot. I think I'm going to do that right after this podcast is over. <laughs> Give me yeah, I mean, ideas, so thank you. They were also, like, yeah, man. they were pretty yeah. dirt cheap, too, for, you know. I mean, they were, like, we bought them in mind that we just wanted to throw them out. You know, like, we want to plaster them everywhere. Um, yeah. Almost like a sticker, but, like, you know, a little bit more wasteful, I should say, you know. I mean, if you, if you you know, got a thousand of them and maybe you get a hundred clicks, that's a hundred new fans. I mean, that's, you know, it, it's, it, it, the ROI was was pretty well spent on them, you know. Oh, absolutely. And again, it just speaks to the, you know, being an independent band and making the most out of the money that you have available so that you get more people to know about the band, more people to listen to the band, more people to want to share the band with their friends, with, you know, the people they have online, you know, post bouts like, hey, I checked out this band. I checked out their song Reflections. I fucking like it. I fucking think it's awesome. Here, I'm sharing on Facebook, Twitter. I'm posting a picture of me, you know, jamming to the song on TikTok or something. And boom, now more people get to listen to it. More people get to have an idea behind it. And more people are enticed to click on it and listen to it. Yeah. Well, where I, I mean, where I originally got the idea for, for these things was, um, drowning pool that's how they got started was they would actually like they were like the first kind of like affiliate marketers at least in the music scene they found like people that liked their music and then they would give them like a bunch of business cards with their website on it and stickers and things and like they would just tell them to just go hand them out to as many people as they can so we haven't made it that far yet but we've just been doing it ourselves (laughs) that's the ultimate goal is to like get get other people to do the work for us yeah exactly yeah Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that's going to help out with that, of course, now that, you know, when it comes to the pandemic, yeah, we're through like the the shit of it and live shows are back in full force. When you guys are to play some of those live shows, you know, you're going to be able to connect with those people on more of a personal Mm -hmm. level, more of a face-to-face level. And you might be able to, you know, hand out some of those business cards to people like, hey, you know, here's a stack of like 20 or 50, you know, next time you go to do something, you know, start handing them out, just throw them out, just, you know, go to the club and literally make it rain business cards for Iron, baby. (laughs) That's right, man. Raining ire. 
raining iron. So when it comes to live shows, like what do you guys got coming up so people can potentially go out and check you out? On top of that, you know, again, when it comes to live shows, I know I don't think you guys have, from what I've looked at, I don't think you guys have played too many. So when it comes to getting back out there playing live, you know, what can we expect from you guys in terms of a live show setting? Just because, well, I kind of want to tease it for people to be like, okay, we have to go and see Iyer right when they come near us. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, so I mean, what next week's going to be a wild week for us. So we're like in the recording studio on Tuesday next week. Thursday we're playing a show in Greensburg, PA, and then Saturday we're playing a show in New Kensington, PA. Um, with uh, we're opening for Beer Union, which is going to be super awesome. Shoot. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be sick. And then we have another one or like about one date a month through August. Um, July, we're opening for Grey Haven on their new album tour with Limbs. Um, that's gonna be super fun. Um, we're playing the uh, opening the new Metal Madness tour coming through with um, Crazy Town, Head PE, Flaw, Edema. We're opening that one um, in Pittsburgh, and then we're opening for Flaw again at the Hard Rock in Pittsburgh um, in August. Um, and probably by then, one or two more dates will be added. You know, we're always looking out for um, mm-hmm. dates and opportunities to play shows. So um, constantly booking, but that those are what's confirmed as of now. So, gotcha. Have you guys looked at potentially like? you know, maybe getting a little bit further away from Pennsylvania, like maybe going to like somewhere in Ohio, maybe somewhere, you know, so- further south of Pennsylvania, just to potentially expand the reach at all. Have you, any of those opportunities ever come up as of recent? Yeah, we look at all the the shows that are, you know, within reason for us traveling. Cause like, since we're still a s- small local band, you know, we're, we're working on, on expanding but it's also we have to do things like that we can make happen especially if it's like a weeknight for us it's tough to travel more than an hour two three hours away what's day jobs yeah yeah we're all <laughs> big boys with big boy jobs and houses and girlfriends and wives so <laughs> we still have responsibilities unfortunately but um yeah i mean we're, we're looking any anytime a show that we want to play that like we're excited to play like we ari's been our guy like he hops right on it and, and talk, starts talking to the promoters to see if we can get put on it so he's um, okay it, yeah it's not exclusive to pittsburgh i mean we've looked right. at shows in harrisburg like central pa we've looked at some in in uh, west virginia and in ohio so we're looking around the area it's just it's easier from being from the pittsburgh area getting pittsburgh shows is is easier for us not only just in terms of travel but also in like recognition you know people around here have started to to realize who we are so it's easier to get on shows yeah um it's also like you know uh i've been looking for um like within like a two three hour radius out of pittsburgh um so anywhere up to cleveland down through maryland and all of that um one, it's been it's super, super tough because a lot of the tours that are coming through, um, they also stop through Pittsburgh, but a lot of them, um, if they're coming through Pittsburgh and they have an opportunity for people to hop on it just for like a single night, we might as well just hop on it in Pittsburgh um, because we'll, we'll be able to draw more personally in a hometown show than we would three hours away. 
if it's a, a, another, like a bigger tour, they're normally booked. Like it's a whole touring package. So again, it's kind of hard. We wouldn't even be able to get it on it in Pittsburgh. So we can't really get on it in other, other States. Um, you know, and the tough part is, you know, as we're growing and it's been awesome, like in Spotify and our marketing has been helping. And, um, you know, as we're growing our socials and, you know, people out of state are, you know, realizing who we are. I mean, every, you know, every now and then we get, you know, an order or something on our site from someone that's, you know, out of state. We're like, you know, that's cool. New fan has, we have no idea who they are. Um, but, you know, selling tickets out of out of state for an event is another thing that's, you know, a little bit more difficult right now, just because we're not as big as we need to be to do that. Um, well, it's not even just the, the the being as big as it is. It's building the fan loyalty is really where we need to be at. Like so like the people that are fans of us outside of our area, like, you know, we're still the new kids on the block. We're still fresh, fresh blood, as Spotify called us. Or new blood, I guess, but uh, I think fresh blood is the Apple Music one. Kind of um, new to the scene. Yeah, so I mean, building that fan base, like we we we're still not at a point where it's like, oh, Iyer's coming to town, like we got to go see that. You know, it's like, oh, I've heard Iyer on Spotify. We, we I really like them, but like, am I going to go spend twenty bucks on a show? Yet, I don't know that we're there outside of like where we have a more loyal fan base, which is hometown. So, so far, I was trying 20, to break out of that. <laughs> I would spend 20 bucks on that shit. But then again, when it comes to concerts, I see something that I rem- remotely interested in. And I'm just like, ooh, money. Just go. <laughs> Do something. And all of a sudden, next thing comes back. It's like, okay, now I've got two concerts. We get, fuck, I want, fuck, they're, this, you know, they're the same day. Now how the fuck <laughs> is this going to work? I'm still trying to figure out something like that over one of the weekends where it's like, oh, you know, want to go see Memphis Bay Fire and Volumes. And then they have get uh, dance game and dance headlining. But then while she sleeps is doing a small show, like 20 minutes away. And I'm like, how the fuck can I make it from that to that and make sure like, I see everything I want. But you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm one of, you know, not that many people that are going to be that crazy enough to try and do something like that. So I can understand where you're coming from, where, you know, you want to expand that reach, but again, it goes back to what we initially had started talking about when it comes to you guys being on the independent side of things, you have to make sure that everything you're doing is super effective to every aspect of it, using that money, using the time the most efficiently as possible, because if you're not, then, you know, you're going to be just missing out on a lot of those opportunities. So it makes a lot of sense to try and get on some of those tour packages for that one night thing. And of course, you know, those bands are not going to be stopping in some of these like small areas. Well, Pittsburgh, of course, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Pittsburgh is a, is a large metropolitan area. Of course, bands are going to end up stopping there or anywhere, you know, maybe around there, but potentially, you know, still looking at a chance, to, you know, get out and pace baby play in Harrisburg, maybe pay, play in Cleveland just adds a little bit more of an opportunity, especially if you're able to just jump on like one of those one night show kind of things for like a, like a tour, like a tour that's going to have, you know, you know, thousand, 2000 people still show up. It's like, yeah, you're going to be the opening band, but that's an opportunity for people to get to listen to you guys and to get to know who you are in that setting. Because trust me, if people get to see you in a live setting for the first time and they like it, it's like, I mean, it's an experience. I mean, that's how a lot of the bands that I've oh. liked, it's like, you know, I've, I maybe have heard one or two of their songs before. Didn't really give much attention. All of a sudden, they're opening out a tour I want to go see. Boom, I just go and check them out. And all of a sudden, I'm just like watching them play. I'm just like. Yeah, just like blows your mind. 
that's basically what happened the first time I saw Ice Nine Kills. I was like, I don't really, <laughs> I'm not been to the horror thing. This ain't my thing. I saw him perform live, and I was just like, they're unreal. Holy yeah. shit, they're so good. Yeah, I still have yet to experience it. I've been. I've oh, been you're missing it. out. You're missing out. Ooh, yeah, you're missing out, man. It's 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 one hell of a trip. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Lots of a uh, lots of blood, gore, and you know Hollywood style <laughs> killings on stage. Yeah, I dig the suits. Oh yeah, because they did that. They started doing that for this album run through. Where I mean, most of the time they were because it's the for the whole American Psycho thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next thing I know, you guys are gonna be going out there playing in suits. You know, but <laughs> not just any suits, sleeveless suits. Well, the, the first the first time I ever saw that it was uh, this was years ago. Do you guys remember um, Tooth Grinder? You guys remember that band, Tooth Grinder? No, not all that much. I the name sounds familiar, but no. So they're a band that I've heard recorded a number of times. They have one song called Blue. That that song rips. It's awesome. And then the rest of their stuff is like that's not bad. It, um, but seeing them live unbelievable and their front man he he wears a suit like a slim suit with a skinny tie he looks like like what basically what ice nine kills does now and he does that and i've never been more impressed with the front man than than watching that band that guy owned the crowd and they were the opening act nobody knew who they were they were on tour with uh trivium and bullet for my valentine's when i saw them so it was it was tooth grinder trivium then bullet for my valentine so it was that was a wild night but tooth grinder they smashed it and that guy wearing the suit he's he's unbelievable he actually stood on the crowd like didn't crowd surf like he had them hold up each of his feet and (laughs) and was screaming oh so it was so cool yeah you gotta take some they're they're worth it also you guys gotta take some inspiration from that to really you know especially you know take that style and just you know Find what makes it work for you guys as like, you know, because again, you know, growing in the scene, you guys are going to be the opening band until, you know, maybe next thing you know, maybe next song you release all of a sudden, it just pops off and, you know, ends up getting, you know, 500,000 streams per day because it's just that fucking good. <laughs> but, you know, when <laughs> it comes to live city, capturing some of that attention, I mean, it's just make, you know, find a way to get the crowd engaged to really work with the crowd and keep the crowd energetic. Because I recently saw, uh, this was back in March, it was the Fit for a King tour. And they had the band Avoid open for him, and I I know who they <laughs> Ari's are. Obsessed. And yeah. whole, Ari's big into and that. holy shit, watching Benny on on stage, it was like so good. Like no, I'm like no one here except for me and like three other people know who this band is. But they're just Ari controlling knows. the stage like fucking nuts, and all of a sudden they had they like Fit for a King did not have as big of a wall of death as Avoid created. It was fucking insane. Yeah, <laughs> I I literally found out about that band. I mean, I've heard of them. I never listened to them all that much until that tour. And they blew my mind. Like, their energy was unreal. Like, him as a front, like, he was just hilarious, but, like, enjoyable to watch, but, like, got you involved at the same time. Like, they were just a blast. Like, they were, they, it felt like the stage was their playground. Like, they were swinging on swings, you know, having a good time, like, like legit like 10 year olds in a playground and it was awesome it was awesome to see and i like i can't get enough of them right now like after their past few releases i've been jamming it for like the last two months there was one show they were literally playing Fortnite on the on the video screen in the back yeah yeah (laughs) that's wild i'll say i got a funny avoid story for it pretty sure this will just like turn ari's head just be like what the actual hell so this was i had on i had benny on the podcast back in like january or february of 2021 so all of a sudden, you know, they're big in NASCAR. 
They, I think they sponsored like an uh, Xfinity car last year, which was fucking insane. Oh, that's but so cool! At, at the last Guys, bit, new marketing idea, we got <laughs> new marketing. <laughs> idea. Hey, so this is like the lot. It's like the third or fourth week of the NASCAR season. The Truck Series in Atlanta, and Avoid's gonna be doing the national anthem, but they're gonna be doing a whole guitar thing for it. Well, they find out like the day beforehand that someone has to sing it. So Benny's got like little time to prepare for this. They go out and. Five minutes before they're about to perform it, there's no electricity to that part of the track. So, no guitars is what they practice. Benny just basically has to do it. And it is terrible. Like, it is not good. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, you know, NASCAR Twitter is just, like, going off on how bad this thing is. And he's just having fun with it. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. All yeah, of a sudden, awesome. Jim Rome on his podcast picks it up, and just starts ripping the band and Benny to shreds <laughs> in the first part of this episode. The second part of the episode, and within this break, he took a listen to Avoid. And he was like, yeah, and he was just blown away by it. He's like, uh, how did how how is this what they have recorded? But then that's what happened to that. So like, he was a fan of the band. Benny found out about it. And then the third segment of that episode, he called into the podcast. Oh, no way. He straight up called into the podcast and was just the biggest fucking goofball on the podcast, just basically himself <laughs> yeah. the whole entire way. And if you go on, if you go on to YouTube, just search him "Avoid Jim Rome." Someone put like a super cut. It's like twenty four minutes long. It's hysterical. That's awesome. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, I, I saw that they were opening for uh, North Lane. Um, oh yeah, they're coming through Pittsburgh again. I really want to get these boys to come come along for that show because just oh. just for Avoid in general, like they're they're worth the price of admission. Like their set was awesome. I, I get us on the bill, Ari. <laughs> I tried. I I already. <laughs> hey, if you guys are, I mean, because it's because right now it's Avoid, Silent Planet, and North Lane. I think announced that there was like a fourth one. I think there might be. I'm not sure though, but you yeah. never know. I mean, like the show that I ended up seeing them at, because I saw them in Rockford, Illinois, or just outside of Rockford, Illinois. There was a local band that did open for that show. And I and I was running late, so I missed the opener. I'm like, I thought I was going to miss a boy. I only walked in in a minute later, a boy goes on stage. I'm like, I fucking made it. But if there's a chance to go, I mean, God, do it, because. I mean, and then just to get people to see them live once again, especially, you know, both Brandon and Joe, you guys get to see them live and just see just kind of the the energy that they bring in and take some yeah. inspiration from that so that when you guys are playing those live shows and make you open at some of those uh, tours that have those, you know, some of those bigger packages behind them mm-hmm. to really, you know, open up and start it out so that when people see you for the first time, it's like, holy shit. Now this is fucking awesome. And you already get them like amped up for the rest of the show. Yeah. But people remember your name because you're the ones that started it all. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were slamming Condado tacos on stage while ripping this set <laughs> at small. It, it was, it was, it was crazy. Like just the energy was unreal, but like, it was like so unorthodox. Like they just like, didn't care almost, but like, it still sounded amazing. And like the energy was unreal, but like, like I said, they seemed like 10-year-olds at a playground because they were just having, a, like, a ton of fun. Like, they didn't care at all. They didn't care what anybody thought, and it was just awesome. They're, like, throwing their instruments between each other. Like, they had their merch guy come and play bass, and their other guy was just sitting on the kick drum. Like, they were just having a good time, and, like, but everything sounded phenomenal. It's not like it was just, like, a joke the whole time. Like, they still sounded unreal, but they were, like, bringing heat. So... 
Yeah. Shit. I mean, now Ari's got he's got his mind moving. I mean, you guys are going to end up getting inspired to the point where next thing you know, you guys are <laughs> be playing some heavy shit on stage. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, Brandon and Joe and all three of you guys are just going to switch instruments out of nowhere and just just continue to rip for like one song. We always wanted to do that. We always talked about doing mm-hmm. that, like before pre ire we because we've been playing together for more than ten years, um, and uh, we always that was always like going to be our main thing when we were going to do a bar band and stuff and like play covers and and Metallica and whatever in, in bars. And we were always we were always supposed to have a rotating lineup, like where it's like every couple songs everybody would just, just like shift rotate. Over one. <laughs> yeah, Green, Green Day. I don't know if they but, still uh, do that. Green Day used to do it. I know like they'll like they all just like would switch instruments like in the middle of their set yeah i don't think green Day does it anymore but i know that you said but could you imagine if all of a sudden you know i mean i'm just taking it from my perspective as a fan okay i go and see a show and say i'm just gonna use that north lane one as an example just because that's what you're talking so I'm, I'm going to see a show and you guys get to put on that for the pittsburgh night and i'm in that and i'm there and i see you guys go up on stage and you guys get you know maybe 25 minutes to play all of a sudden, like halfway through the set, you know, I see you guys switch instruments for one song. Just completely <laughs> switch. I mean, in my head, I'm just thinking, what the fuck is going on? But if it sounds just incredible, now I'm thinking, I'm wondering, how the hell did they do that? That's insane. That's incredible. How is anybody going to follow that up? Yeah. You know who does do that? And I'm probably going to get some uh, get some flack for this. <laughs> but you know who does do that is um, Hollywood Undead. They do that in live shows and recorded. Seriously, like they actually like they all play their own music. They play the instruments. It's not just like a track like normal rappers. They're actually playing music, which is cool. And um, but yeah, they switch instruments. Like every song, you'll see different guys playing different instruments, which is it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat to see. You're not gonna get any flack for that shit, man. I love Hollywood. Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not surprised that people. Some people are like, oh, Hollywood Undead." No, I'm just like Hollywood Undead. That's one of the bands that, like, when I really started getting into this shit, I was just like, when I was in high school, it was like all of a sudden one of my friends like, "Yeah, let's go to Summerfest." Yeah, Hollywood Undead's playing. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck these guys are. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm watching them on stage, I'm like, "Now this is my kind of shit." Then they go <laughs> off stage, and all of a sudden, I hear in the back everywhere I go. I'm like, "Wait, that's this band?" <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> But I, but I mean, even on that too, it's like, cause I've seen that happen on stage beforehand. I completely had forgot about that, but I'd seen time for all of a sudden, you know, yeah, you see Charlie on the guitar, all of a sudden, you know, J-Dog grabs it from the extended song. It's like, wait, what, what's going on? Yep. Here? So just kind of adding that to it. I mean, especially from a, a, like from a perspective of a fan that might not know who you guys are, especially on one of those larger shows to see something like that. that again, it's something that will stick out in the minds of it, especially if you call it out, it's just like. Well, everyone, move one step to the right. We'll do it too. And all of a sudden, you guys literally switch, and it's just <laughs> literally just change instruments and then rip the next song. And then after that, it's like, okay, we're gonna go back again. But just for <laughs> one song, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> all right, we're gonna have to step up our drumming skills. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've peeped our last TikTok or Instagram, but our drumming skills are very subpar at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to go from here, and that's up. Oh, I mean, down is a very good possibility too. So (laughs) we used to be like, like Ari was definitely better than me, but I was like, all right, at the drums, and I haven't touched a drum set in like, I don't know, probably like ten years. (laughs) It's not that long. Oh no, it's been a couple years, but not ten. Ten. No, Ari, I you you played 
Oh, well, maybe it was close to 10. <laughs> yeah. Last time I, I actually had my drum set set up was at my parents' house in high school. I'm, like, coming up on my 10-year graduation, to, like, next year. It's been 10 years. Okay. <laughs> I, I low-key yeah. made him a little depressed on how fast time oh, has been. Yeah. <laughs> you just made me a little low-key depressed then, too, because then you're saying, you know, you're, like, even out of high school, like, for next year, like, like 10 years, I'm just thinking, shit. I'm in the exact same spot. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, if I still pull, if I, you know, maybe, honestly, I'll put it this way. You guys, if, if you last time you had your kid set up was like in like 2012, I mean, that's better than me. Last time I had a kid set up, like in my parents' house was 2010 when I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, I decided not to just to stop playing. I think kind of part of it was the fact that I kept breaking those drum heads and it was just like having to replace them, especially as a 16 year old. That takes a good amount of money that I did not have. Life of a drummer is not, uh, not a cheap one, man. Oh dear God. The amount of freaking uh, drum heads I broke, the amount of like snare drum heads. I, I just completely just like tore down the middle. I, I don't even want to think Ed about stick it. Symbols. Oh. I'm oh, terrible I, oh, I inverted my hi-hat symbol. You destroy symbols, dude. I destroy symbols. Your big muscles. Yeah. These are new, though. <laughs> I, I still broke them when I didn't have them. Uh, so next thing you know, he's, you're going to be on stage, and he's going to be going all, like, muscle crazy on the symbols. And next thing you know, you're going to hear just one completely crack in the middle of it. And it's just like, all righty, who wants a symbol out in the crowd? It's from Iron. It's going to be the only one you're going to see that's probably going to be cracked up until the next show. Best part is he he is our drummer. He records the drums for us, but he doesn't play the drums live. He's our rhythm guitar player and lead vocalist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then who drums for you live? We I mean we've we've had a couple friends of, of the program. <laughs> wait, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I said friends of the program. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we so we we've had a few situations. So we actually did play one show uh, where we didn't have a drummer. We just tracked the drums and played it through the PA. We had no no live drums. It was it was an interesting show, but we we made we brought the energy. We we kept it up. It worked out. But yeah, it was a, it was a show that we ended up hop like a, I think a headliner popped off of one of our buddies' shows. Yeah. And so then we filled in for it. So we we didn't have enough time to like reach out to like one of our guys who usually fills in for us and we're like all right like we're just we're gonna have to just go up there without a drummer (laughs) and just bring the energy just the three of us and it was it was a ton of fun honestly i think in terms of our performance that still was like to date our best performance (laughs) it was it was a lot it was it was fun it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. yeah well we have way more space on stage (laughs) your mind's blown (laughs) my mind is blown how how is I mean, how is a show without your uh, without a drummer and just tracking the drums for the PA system one of your best shows? Like, I, I'm trying to put this together in my head, just imagining this, I th- and I'm kind of dumbfounded at this point because like, I've never seen anything like this live in any capacity. I think it. I think it. I think it was because we went up there and we're like, all right, we don't have a drummer. We know that like we gotta bring the energy. We gotta like we had to play our asses off because we don't have like a key component of when you see a band you think about music you're thinking of just you basically just hear drums at most at most venues especially small ones yeah so like yeah. we're like all right we're going up there like we need to bring it we need to bring it with everything we have and that's what we did as we're like all right it's just three of us like let's just go do it and we did it 
And and our, our drummer didn't mess up that night. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he played a perfect set. Yeah, perfect set. <laughs> Wasn't too loud. You could hear all the other instruments. It was great. The mix was phenomenal, you know. <laughs> that was the best sounding drum kit I've ever heard. You know? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm so we do have two other guys that um, that have been hopping on shows with us recently. Like we're kind of building up our roster so that like anytime we have a show, you know, that we can always like call somebody and say, Hey, can you come play drums? Hey, for us tonight? hey you up. Yeah. Hey, you up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a morning. booty call. Hey, yeah. you, <laughs> hey, you up. We need your services tomorrow night. You win. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole entire thing just because, I mean, when you said, like, you know, from a smaller venue, I mean, primarily you just hear the drums and that's it. And that is 100% correct because I'm thinking some of the smaller venues in Milwaukee that I've been to. And it's just, I'm, I mean, the drums just drown out a lot mm-hmm. of the sound. And even though, you know, I'm as much as I like to be up front and in the pit because that's, I mean, I see a mosh pit. I'm just like a little kid on Christmas that sees, like, the wrapped up bike. I'm just like, <gasps> and I just go gangbusters for it but it's like sometimes you know you're right close to those pas and it's like just because the drums are so like heavily focused in on the sound it's you know the pa anything to try and bring over the guitars the bass the vocals anything i mean it gets fucking loud real fucking fast so yeah now i'm trying to like you know put that in my head where the fact that you guys had the drums just tracked and (laughs) the mix was phenomenal yeah i'm just trying to so how did you guys bring the energy for this so especially just with the three you guys on stage like how did you bring the energy to make sure that you know the crowd was going nuts and as you said one of the best shows you ever played yeah i honestly i don't know what it was but i mean we just there was just more movement there was more conversation between us and the crowd i something about it like there was just i think it was more like it wasn't a huge show either and like walls were just down more and so we just kind of, we just let it rip that's that's really all i can say is we let it yeah rip and i think that was like so like that was our what third third show third show so like the first yeah. the first two were like a little bit like i look i was like bewildered the first one like we yeah played our, we played a <laughs> i blacked out set. i completely yeah. blacked out i didn't remember a single part of it the second <laughs> show like i was like i was like oh okay so like that's like I remembered some of it. And then the third one, I was like, okay, like, let's have fun. Like, I was like, right. I've done this before. We played, yeah. like, it was a venue that we played like, on our first, like, couple shows. So it was like, all right, been here before. I know what's going on. I'm ready to, like, go rip it and have fun. So that's what, that's what it was for me. It was like, all right, this is the first show that, like, I will be, like, mentally present at. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, third time's the charm. That's basically the best I guess. One I guess, yeah. The, the first one was like, uh, I remember like we played, I played, the, I remember the first note, and then the next thing I know, I was like packing up the stuff on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out completely until we loaded stuff into Brandon Brandon's truck. Like <laughs> all of that, like I, I don't remember what was going on. I know Brooke got upset because she was trying to give me a hug and congratulate us on our first show and i'm just like walking straight like, past her <laughs> like <laughs> just like on a mission i was like i need to, i need to get stuff off stage <laughs> like just completely blacked out um and it's like it, it was weird because like we're not new to performing like we were always yeah. like in front of people but like i guess it was like first time performing like we had all our friends and family there like we outsold the headliner with tickets um like it was like the the room was packed and we were like 
okay, this is real. Like, this is for us. Like, you know, it was just, it was weird, but it was still a lot of fun. I think it was like, I think the reason why, Ari, is because like we, we were building up to that moment for a couple of years at that point. I mean, you know, we, we had, we had been a band for almost two years at that point. And like we, prior to COVID, we had had shows lined up, just a few small shows, like nothing crazy, but we had things lined up. Like we were supposed to start playing two years ago Mm -hmm. and um, it just never, never panned out. And so like, the fact that we've been building it up that long and and the fact that we let Spotify and like things online take off so far, like we knew that people were going to have high expectations for what we were going to bring because like we, you know, we've done so well on uh, with our music on, on, you know, on the digital side of things. So there was just, I think a lot of pressure on us and we've been waiting for that for so long. So it was just a, it was a cool moment, but it was a tough moment too. Right. And then after it happened, I mean, we all, we've all loosened up quite a bit. Yeah. To the point where you got to that third show and you guys just completely yeah. ripped it with only, with not even having a drummer in the background. <laughs> like you had a, yeah. you had a track, but my God, I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, for that first set that you guys play or like for the third one, you know, you guys are like in the, like in the back, you know, right about to go on stage and you guys are walking, watching, you know, like any given Sunday with the Al Pacino speech to try and like fire the team before, like they go out <laughs> in the field. just like, this is what we play for. <laughs> just go out there and just you know amped up to all hell just like what the fuck is going on everybody and just start ripping right that's I what mean, come on Greece does for us yeah <laughs> that's a little inside joke you gotta come see us to get that one well <laughs> shit i mean you guys are i mean especially if if the fact of the matter is like i get to come and see you and all of a sudden it's like a show and i'm like where the fuck's the drum oh <laughs> No, so we should have a drummer. We we try not to do that. It only yeah. happens one time. <laughs> Guess I have to make it happen two times, especially if I get to come and see you because I'm just gonna be like, oh, sh-. I'm gonna be like shaking people, like, oh shit, oh They're shit. Doing it again. It's well, that, that, we were that's relieved our... to find out that a couple weeks ago we are the we are not the only band to do that in the area. There's another local band, Skies of Terror, that they're actually very good too, and they did the same thing. They they tracked the drums and they tracked the bass too. It was three yeah. guys. It was cool. Like it was uh, it was two guitar players and a vocalist, and uh, yeah. yeah, they tracked the bass and the drums. They sounded good though, and they killed it. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's all it comes down to. Is like as long as you bring the energy what it's about i mean it's really hard like that like (laughs) i gotta say i was like super winded halfway through our set just from like moving around like i'm like how do i don't know how to get through the last two songs um thankfully i didn't have to do i like my vocals kind of die off after like the first two songs so i don't really have to do much um so no one has to hear me suck wind but um (laughs) like you know if you bring the energy, you you know, you can do it. It's just, it makes it so much harder because there's so much more of a gap that you have to bring. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's unconventional, but yeah. But I gotta say, after like watching the videos back, like our, like besides our most re we had another small show, um, not too long ago, I guess now it was the beginning of April, um, at, at a small bar. Um, besides that show, that was probably one of our best mixed shows, like in terms of sound and like getting everything to sound well. And then this most recent one is because I mixed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't say so yourself. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was just so. kind of thinking about this. What if? Because what was that one band that you mentioned, Brand, that also uh, did without drumming? Yeah, Skies of Terra is is their name. What if you guys did a show with Skies of Terra and it was like the whole thing about it was like there no is drummer. no drummer, there's okay. no live drummer, anti drum show. <laughs> <laughs> Just to that see what happens, funny. I'm just trying to think about that. Like, I mean, just from the concept of it, especially if I saw like you know pop around me, like what the, how are how's it gonna be a metalcore band's gonna play without drums? Like, I want to go and see this just to see what happens. Like, I'm intrigued just by that. Moshes, man. Yeah, moshes happen. Yeah. See, now you're saying moshes happen, and again, little kid on Christmas seeing a bike. I'm just like, yeah, I want it now. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a good time, so, yeah. yeah. It's addicting. Dude, playing shows is addicting. Yeah. yeah it is. We definitely took one off of Avoid's playbook for that one. We just didn't care. And, like, <laughs> and as we, I mean, we still sounded great, like, good, and, like, everything was awesome. But, like, we just didn't care because we were like, all right, we don't have a drummer. We already look like, you know, <laughs> we already look like we don't care, so we might as well not care. And we got out of our own way. And, like, it that, you know, that's what, I mean, it was a good lesson for us in hindsight because, you know, now we just got to, we got, we're like, that's the standard. We got to keep doing that surprisingly, mm -hmm. you know? So. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that you guys use the standard is like a period of like, you know, okay, we did that one show and we got out of our own way because we learned not to, you know, maybe take it as super serious or just like, mm -hmm. just kind of have fun with it and just enjoy the moment. Cause now when you guys go out and play these live shows, and you do have the drummer behind you, it's you have that standard of enjoyment. You have that standard of just let's rip and let's just have a good time because if you guys are having fun up on stage and you guys are enjoying it in the crowd, we're going to feed off that energy. I mean, you guys have seen so many live shows where, you know, if the band's up on stage and they're bringing the energy like a void, I mean, you're going to want to have as much fun with it as possible. I've seen bands go up on stage and they sound fantastic, but they just stand there and they don't move. I don't really want to be a part of that show because I'm just like, yeah. what kind of energy is there? I've seen bands that haven't sounded the best, but some of their live sets have been absolutely just manically crazy. I'm just like, <laughs> I'd rather go be a part of that than just like the perfect mm -hmm. sounding set where all of a sudden the band just going to be up on stage just like, I'm singing this song and this is it. Then 12 songs later, they don't even interact with the crowd. And they say, good night, everybody. And then walk off. It's like, no, no, I don't want to see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've mean, seen we, big bands do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm that, that's always a letdown. I'm not naming names, but I have seen some rather big bands do that. And I'm just like, I see them on festival dates. I'm like, I like their music, but I know what your live set is like. So yeah. I'm going to go over here and get into a giant dust storm because Lamb of God is playing. And if I die, yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, they're one of the best live shows I've ever seen. All right. How about I ask you guys this question just from like a per standpoint? What do you th what would you consider the best live show that you've ever seen? Oh. You guys go first. <laughs> I got to think about this one. Um, okay. Oh, I I am torn because I haven't seen them in so long. So, like, it is a split decision, and I'm leaning towards my second one that I'm about to say. But the first one was I saw Avenged Sevenfold in 2016 when the stage first came out, and that show was immaculate. 
I mean, they like set the standard until most recently. Um, right before COVID, I saw Ice Nine, and they were unreal. Like, I think they surpassed Avenged Sevenfold, and I, I just saw them on the Trinity of Terror tour again too. Um, just how they execute everything is so good. I think like they they definitely are on the Sevenfold level of how everything sounds, their production, like everything is. I mean, you hate to say refined, but it is refined. Like, it is, like, everything is, it's art. How everything from their light show to the props to the music to their vocal production, like, everything is refined. Now, before we go to the uh, Joe and Brandon, or I got to ask, like, that that show, as I said before, the pandemic, was that where there's tour with, like, Fit for a King and Light the Torch? Uh, yeah. Actually, it was. And they played um, their their most recent tour. Now they, it was more of like a stadium tour, mm. um, but that one was more of like a two thousand cap venue tour, and that was awesome because he was doing exactly what um, the tooth grinder guy was. Spencer Charnas was standing on the crowd and singing, <laughs> and it was it was unreal. Like, and they still sounded unbelievable. So the, um, re- the reason I had to ask that question was because like if I had to pick a show, I would have picked that show that I saw on that exact same tour because yeah. it was just. Again, I had no idea really care who the band was, and I just saw them up there. And I mean, I was just like, I was just amazed by it. They played for two freaking hours in a basement stage that had maybe 750, maybe 1,000 people there just packed yeah. in. The energy was unfucking real. Yeah. All right, Joe or Brandon, which one do you guys want to go? I'll go next, but I have like nine answers that I've bounced back in between. Like during the Ari's thing, I've, I've literally switched my answer like nine times. But, but so I'm going to give you all. So, <laughs> but for different reasons. So, the two best sounding bands that I've seen, um, and so this is, this will show all of our musical tastes, which it will be entertaining. Yeah. Um, so, I grew up listening to punk rock music almost exclusively. So, the two best, best sounding bands that I've ever, seen or will continue to see bad religion is one of the best sounding bands that i've ever seen they've been doing it forever and like like you just go up there you see him on stage and he's just like has he sound so good still like just all of them are like they just crush it every time i see them uh and the interrupters the interrupters put on an incredible set and they sound so tight uh, like three of them are brothers. They've been playing together their entire lives. I think that's why they sound so good. It's just like they just like they are so tight. Um, so that's what sound wise. That's my answer. Energy wise, um, swinging utters. They put on like so much energy. The vocalist he'll go out there and he's like taking the microphone like. And he's like bashing it off his head, and he's like, just like, like looks like he's losing his mind. And it's so funny because he'll go out there. He's like got like glasses on, like before the set, and like uh, he like takes his glasses off. He like folds them. He sets them down real nicely, and then just like it is clicking, just like one, two, three, and then he just like something snaps, and like he just like has all this energy. And uh, I've always like loved seeing them. Um, the Bouncing Souls put on an incredible show um their singer he like he has this way about him he kind of just floats around like i i don't think humans actually can move that way (laughs) but like he just like it's like so soft but like like so aggressive and awesome 
Um, I could do this for like all day, but <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Those are my, oh, and my last one that like br- sounds awesome and brings the energy is Teenage Bottle Rocket. I've seen them like four, four times now. And like every time, like the energy they bring is just so awesome. Like, oh, they're sick. All right, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll agree with you, Joe, on the the bad religion thing. I went I went with you on one of those shows, mm-hmm. and they were awesome. Bad religion was sweet. They were super super good. They sounded great. Um. So, all right. So I've been to a lot of shows, and I've been to a lot of big shows. How like, many shows? How many shows have you cried at? Two. All right. So then, one of those better be your answer. Yeah, they're both on the list. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, for both of those shows, I was hammered. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I was really happy because they're both like some of my favorite bands. Um, But uh, yeah, so I'm going to wait to give you those ones because one of them is going to get me in trouble. Um, But I've, so I've seen um, I've seen Metallica. That was like a you know I don't want to say once in a lifetime thing because like I plan to do it again. But I mean I I as any metal guy does. I mean I worship the ground that they walk on. So seeing Metallica live, I mean I've never seen such a big presence from a from a band. Hands down, like that was the biggest like larger than life presence I've ever seen. Like they were, it felt like they were from a different planet um and of course that's one of the only i've only been to a few concerts where you see a two plus hour set and every single song that they play was a number one global smash hit and they still didn't play everything you wanted to hear i mean crazy crazy so like to get to that level is just so impressive and so like i yeah metallica is is one that i you know i i think that was that's up there for me um yeah, I've seen a lot of a lot of really good shows. I guess I'll go to the, the other two. That um, so, Lamb of God is another one, and 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 because I know you're going to ask the point that I did tear up at again, hammered, very happy. They're my all time favorite band. So the breakdown to ruin is what got me. One of the like most aggressive things that they've ever done. Like that got me. That got me. Pure ecstasy in that moment. seeing it live so yeah that was that was a big one and then (laughs) this is my favorite this might this will be my favorite part of the podcast uh it's 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 never not going to come up and that's like i'm never never not going to come up (laughs) if for some reason we ever do get famous that like there's going to be videos of me saying this on multiple podcasts because everybody's (laughs) going to ask me this question is going to get plastered everywhere but I, i i'm unashamed nickelback they're unreal they're so good dude they're so good that was one of the most fun days i've ever had in my life and they were one of the best live shows their their band you know just like i said i was impressed with metallica nickelback is one of those bands where they sound better live than they do on the record and that is so hard to do they're awesome say what you will about them they've definitely had some stinkers i'm not gonna lie but like they're fantastic. When did you cry? 
photograph. <laughs> I was, I was, that was in my head. I'm like, if there's any point in time this guy's going to cry at Nickelback, it's going to be during photograph. Yeah, man. That was the third song they played. And I was like, many beers deep. <laughs> many hours in. Wait, you cried three songs in? Yeah. <laughs> but not for the rest of the show. I was good the rest of the show. Just that one. <laughs> No, he was just wondering right. what the hell was on Joey's head in that photograph. That's right. really where he was crying because he could not figure it out, especially, you know, I'm just going to say probably, you know, 13, 14 beers deep at that point. I mean, that's just that's just a rough estimate. It might be more than that, but you never know. I, you're in the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, I mean – Wonder what's I mean? Are you guys gonna take him to go see Nickelback when Nickelback comes back around, so you can experience this live with Brandon tearing up, fully emotional. Oh, oh fully emotional Brandon at a concert it's an all time experience. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's you got one to see show, it at the one, one show. One show you you didn't cry, but you almost did die when we yeah. saw Volbeat and Trivium. Yep, that one. You like almost bad. You you. You were you weren't crying tears. You were just crying no. sweat. Yeah, <laughs> excitement. Yeah, I was, dude. I was dead sober and like I, I don't know what happened to me. Something like clicked in me that night. But I just like I changed. <laughs> <laughs> My God! Yeah, and that was, was when we were in high school when we when we saw that show. And that was like when Volbeat was like really on the rise. Like they were starting to become like a big band, but it was still a small venue. I mean, we were mm-hmm. right there. We were there was like. I don't know, three or four people ahead of us. Like we were right up at the stage and we were at um, in Pittsburgh stage AE. So it's like, they get bigger bands there. um, But it's still small enough that it's like, I don't want to say intimate, but it's like, you know, a few thousand cap ending. It's not stadium, but it's like right below stadium, like spirit box just played there. So it's like to give you a frame of reference, like big, but not super big. Okay, I'm trying yeah. to put in my frame of reference because I got to see Spirit Box, or I didn't get to see Spirit Box on tour with Under Oath because they had COVID the week that I was going to see them. But I, but so I got to see Bad Omen. So yeah, and then Under Oath hey, just before we ripped. before we continue, one other thing I gotta like give a shout out to this because this was this was also a super super cool show. This past summer, I went to see Corn, Corn uh, and Stained together. Sweet show. I'm a huge fan of both bands and. Um, but Jonathan Davis had COVID while he was performing and like he couldn't breathe. He had to sit down for most. Oh, of the yeah. Show. He was in a throne like they they brought a throne out on stage for him. And because like he was like he had long COVID, like he was messed up. And um, so like he was literally like sitting in his chair, like like singing like that. It was so cool. I mean, he still brought the energy. There's going to be a meme of me doing that at some point. But, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, yeah it was, I mean, that was yeah. So anyway, I, I remember before I rem- we move on from the yeah. shows, like that was super super cool, and like just the fact that he powered through and just did it anyway, like he didn't cancel the show because he was sick. Um, you know that that's that's a performer, you know, and I I really admire that, and he still sounded great too. Like you could hear when he would like lose his breath and like he would have to cut him short or like he might like waver on things here and there, but like. He he still brought it. That was I was very impressed. I, I remember that because I I had tickets for that show because they like when he was still you know long COVID sitting in the throne when they came to Milwaukee. But I had yeah. I ended up giving away those tickets to some friends because they like corn more than I did. Plus, 
I had I was traveling down to Chicago that same night because it was my first time seeing Rise Against in two years, and I was not for anything missing out on that. Yeah. I, I skipped out of my like on one half of my buddy's bachelor party because I'm like, fuck it, I got tickets to see Rise Against. I know it's your bachelor party, but see ya. Rise Against. Yeah, <laughs> got to bring the bachelor party to Rise Against. Dude, I've I've. Dude, I, I skipped out on two. I skipped on halves of two bachelor parties last year. One was for a Rise Again show. One was for an Ice Nine Kills show. Do not regret it. Even yeah. for one of my and one of those friends, the night before he got married, it was like everyone's at the rehearsal and shit. I'm going to see a show and I break my finger during the show and I say fuck it, let's pop it back in and you know maybe oh. I won't maybe I won't mosh. Maybe I won't mosh for the rest of the show. Maybe protect the finger. Okay, for the headliner, I'll mosh the one song. One song gets in my head, that's it. They go on, it's a day to remember, they play right back at it again. I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. Then they play Second Sucks. You can't not mosh to Second Sucks. <laughs> then they play Paranoia, big giant fucking circle pit. I can't not do that. And after three songs, I'm like, fuck it, I'm moshing with a broken finger. If something worse happens, well, I guess I'll cut it off. Whatever, fuck it. But hey, it's still here. Who needs it? Who needs the pinky? But just like talking about those live shows, one thing that was cool about, especially getting to know you guys a little more, getting to know more about your sound. I mean, hearing from Brandon a little bit more on like, like really focusing more on the metal side and maybe some more like, you know, the, some of the metal side, you know, you get some of that like Lamb of God in there. Then you, Joe talking about, you know, some of the, the punk rock side, you're already talking about Ice Nine Kills again, just seeing kind of, you know, the influences that you guys have individually and see how it all comes into the sound that you guys create with Ire. I mean, you're getting a lot of great stuff that really makes metalcore what it is and really makes it strong to the point where, I mean, you listen to songs, you listen to stuff off the Poison Dreams EP, and you're going to feel the energy through and through right then and there. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that we've always, like, oh, so, like, obviously we haven't, like, been as a band that long, but we've always talked about being a band and, like, making music. And, like, once we started, we're, like, like oh like what's our like what's I wonder what our sound is gonna be and like we're kind of finding that sound now as like you know we're writing new songs we're trying to put some we're trying to write and put together an album right now and like it's it's been a ton of fun and it's like it's really fun to see the different influences like show themselves mm-hmm. but in a way that is it that is ire. Oh, absolutely. Because even like listening through it, because like I did a deep dive into like inner reflections while I was like, and I was picking out some certain like sounds that I heard from some other bands that I've not only had in the podcast, but bands that I really enjoy as well. And I'm just like sitting here thinking like, you guys are pulling out all these different types of sounds. And all of a sudden I listen to some other songs you guys have. I'm just like, okay, I'm not even hearing those in there, but you're still feeling the energy. You're still feeling the core of, you know, all of your influences kind of coming together and really feeling powerful in there. Cause even like with reflection, like listening to the intro, I'm like, I'm starting to get some pick. I'm starting to pick up some things like IC starts picking up a lot of, we came as Romans on that track, even a smaller band from Pennsylvania called, if not for me, I'm just like stuff that they're like, you guys are kind of like, I'm feeling the exact same energy and that band fucking slaps. I'm like, and then I'm listening to you guys. I'm like, both those bands fucking slap. Shit. Okay, can they can, can we get a tour and kind of instead of going to Pets, like can we bring them towards the Milwaukee area so <laughs> I can be in the pit and go fucking nuts? Hopefully. Yeah, okay. man, spread the word. Let's let's get it over there. I think that's what this podcast is for to spread the word about this band, man. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I'm going for right now. Yeah. So we're definitely gonna do it. Oh yeah, man. man. <laughs> And, and guys, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, and hopefully one thing that hopefully what this podcast will do is 
get to the like you know help get more people in the van and hopefully all of a sudden you know later in 2022 maybe all of a sudden you never know something's gonna you know blow up for you guys off some like oh wait Irish coming on tour wait they're coming close to me Alrighty, money go <laughs> buy ticket now so you like money <laughs> take yeah. money take yeah it'll basically be like fry take my money please <laughs> So, guys, as we bring this podcast to inclusion, one thing I always like to do is give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Marketing boy. Well, oh, me? Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, like you said, we got an EP out, Poison Dreams. You can pick this up at our uh, on our website, irband.com. Um, if you ever want to check out our tour dates, like whenever we're playing shows, again, under our tour section on ironband.com, you can pick up shirts, koozies, REP, all, all kinds of stuff there. And um, yeah, check us out on Spotify if you, if you don't buy YouTube at YouTube, Apple Music. Um, yeah, just take a look, see what you think. You know, we're not going to be mad if you don't like it, but we hope you do. Um, and look out for, for a new track that's going to be coming out. We haven't publicly announced this yet, but we have a new track coming out in, in a few months from now. So Definitely keep your eyes out for that. For people who have seen us live, we've played it live. But for people who haven't seen us pretty much outside of Pittsburgh, um, new track. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's the pitch. That's the plug. <laughs> that's the plug already. Well, now it's time for me to close this podcast the best way I know how with three very separate things. First things first, as Brandon, a.k.a. Marketing Boy, according to Joe, has said, you know, he said there's a lot of places you can find the band online where you can stream the music, buy the music, download the music, buy the merch, you know, check out where they're going to be playing around your area, especially if you're around the Pittsburgh area. You know, you're going to want to find out everything you need to know about IR. You're going to want to get like all the pages. You're going to want to follow along with them on everything. But instead of having to search it up yourself, I'm going to do you as close as I can to that business card with the QR code. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the description of this podcast wherever you're listening to it. It's probably about podcast, I heard, you know, Amazon, or if you're watching it on YouTube. Go to the description. It's going to say find IR online. You're going to see labels for all their socials, YouTube, where you can stream music, buy the music, download music, where you can find them online, where you can find their tour packages, where you're going to be playing live shows, where you can find their merch and links to all of it as well. So it's a one-click, one-stop shop. I'm doing all the legwork for you so you don't have to make it as easy as possible to get into IR for you guys. So that's number one. Now time for number two. Gentlemen, whenever I have guests in the podcast that I enjoy having on, I tend to make a certain promise and I love to, you know, make good on my promises. So this has happened like 100% of the time I've done this. And trust me, guys, you are definitely keeping this trend going. So my promise to you is this. It starts out with when, not if. If implies that this might not happen. And no, when, because it implies it's going to happen, but date and time still to be determined. When I get to see I perform live for the first time, maybe with a drummer, maybe without a drummer, who knows? But when I see you perform live for the first time, my promise to you guys is this. First round's on me. <laughs> right and for the love of God, hold yeah. me to that. Second round's on us. Fair enough. So who knows? Maybe it might be somewhere you guys come closer to me. Maybe you guys play a show in Chicago, and I'm like, I'm driving down there. I don't give a shit. Or all of a sudden, you never know. Maybe you guys are going to still be playing in Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden, it's going to be there randomly one day like, hey, guys, how's it going? Why are you here? <laughs> you I go. don't know, but I'm here having a good time. That's all that matters. <laughs> So definitely, you know, 
we're making good on that promise. And on that note, I cannot end this podcast by saying goodbye because that is way too final for a couple of reasons. One, I don't like the finality of it and I got to make good on my promise. Plus, I would love to have you guys back in the podcast again in the future because this was so much fucking fun. Oh, so yeah. let's yeah, run man. it back sometime again, maybe maybe the end of the year, maybe 2023. But one of those two will definitely happen. So on that note, I cannot say goodbye. Guys, I can say this though. See you later. Hey, I'll see you. <laughs> see you later, man. Thanks for having us. See you, man. Thanks for having us. Well, folks, this is my interview with the guys, Ari, Joe, and Brandon from the band Ire. Once again, if you guys want to get in the know with this band and you guys want to become a part of them, you'll follow along with them on social media. All their social media links, their YouTube link, where you can find them online website-wise, where you can buy tickets to their shows, where you can buy their merch, where you can stream, download, buy all their music is in the description of the podcast. You can get into Ire right now if you want to, which you should. Or wait till the podcast is officially over. I don't know, whichever one you want to do. Also, when it comes to the Corporate Edge Podcast, make sure you find us online on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. TikTok's got, you know, the fun, you know, crazy weird cuts from the uh, podcast, like Brandon crying to Nickelback because that is just funny stuff. On top of that, make sure you're subscribed to the Corporate Edge Podcast on YouTube. Get to watch all the podcast videos on YouTube. Also, you can also, you know, subscribe uh, if you want to just listen to it, audio version-wise, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon as well. So if you are subscribed to the podcast after listening, I want to say this. Thank you very much for subscribing to the Corporate Guys Podcast. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate the support. I appreciate it. We're still growing. We're still going, and we're not stopping. On top of that, if you are, you know, not subscribed, please subscribe. If you don't, okay. You know, it's your choice. It's 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 the internet. You know, you're free to do whatever you feel like. So, yeah, go for it. You know, I'm not mad. I'm just happy you guys listen. So, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sponsoring Phoenix Fitness and Custom Debuts. You know, links and promo codes in the description of the podcast as well. You know, when it comes to this one, I, always, always with these podcasts, you guys know I have a lot of fun doing these. This is this is another one of those fun ones where it was like, you know, I want to get into some like the meat and potatoes, like some of the stuff with the band. But all of a sudden, I knew that for some reason, we we're going to go off on some kind of a tangent. And the live show stuff, the the Nickelback thing, I mean, I, I had a feeling like we were going to get some of the crazy stuff. And I always love doing that stuff. So the next episode we do is episode number 300. Can you believe that? 300 podcast episodes. Wow. That's just kind of surreal. But I won't get sentimental and weirdly like crazy until the next episode. So on that note, that's going to be for you guys. Thank you to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.